If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Not just murdered, but murdered 100 times over. Think about that. Not just murdered, but murdered 100 times over. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Listen to this. Saturday afternoon, deputies received a call for a welfare check on Bailey Drive in Springville. The call coming from Tammy Bailey's sister, who was also her next door neighbor. Sheriff Moon says Bailey was stabbed more than a hundred times, but that wasn't even the most disturbing part. She was uh, beheaded and uh, her one of her lower limbs was cut almost completely off. It was, we believe the very first blow, uh, which was straight to the chest through her heart, we believe that was a lethal blow. Now, some of the victim's family members live right next door. We're talking about 20 feet or so away from where Tammy was murdered. Did you hear that? Stabbed over 100 times. Murdered 100 times over. Then dismembered. But why? You were hearing our friends at ABC and WVTM. That is an entirely different way of thinking, a different mindset, not just to kill, but to overkill 
and the mind of a stabber is different from the minds of all other killers. This scene so disturbing. Take a listen to what the sheriff says. Two investigators and the crime scene tech, who was one of my patrol lieutenants, that responded to this scene. They probably have close to 100 years combined experience in law enforcement. And they said this is the worst thing that they've ever seen. Sheriff Moon says now mental health for his deputies is top of mind. But resources for that help are lacking statewide. But it is something I think that the state really needs to look into, not just for dealing with mental health on the outside, but, you know, helping us and all law enforcement, um, you know, across the state to try to find some some avenues and some resources for, for our guys. Just imagine this, a murder scene so upsetting, so disturbing. The sheriff immediately goes into protection mode for his deputies that were so upset by the murder scene, stabbed over 100 times and then partially dismembered, then left there. But this type of murder phenomena is not new. Take a listen to this. Tell me exactly what happened. I think I told my What What do you mean by that? What happened? I had a dream. And then I turned on the lights and she's dead on the floor. How? How? I'm bl- I'm, I have blood all over me and there's a bloody knife on the bed. And I think I did it. Okay, is she is she awake at all right now? What makes you think she's dead? Is she awake? She got breathed. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, do you think she is beyond, beyond any help? I don't know. I don't, I'm too scared to get too close to her. Okay, just stay on the phone with me, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. I'm here with you. I'm so scared. You are hearing the 911 call associated with the so-called cough syrup killer, Matthew Phelps. Listen to this. The autopsy report gives us a lot more insight into what Lauren Phelps endured that night. And as you mentioned, I did sit down with the defense attorney to really delve into the claim that her husband did this all under the influence of cough medicine. A medical examiner says 123 cuts and stab wounds were found on Lauren Phelps' body, more than 40 on her face and neck, more than 20 on her torso, and dozens more on her arms. Her husband, Matthew Phelps, is charged and says too much cortisone cough medicine is to blame. Okay, (laughs) then he said he had a bad dream about it. That reminds me of O.J. Simpson having that bad dream about murdering Nicole Brown. It's funny how killers seem to have premonitions. Ooh, just like Scott Peterson did. He had the premonition that uh, he would be a widow and this would be his first Christmas without his wife, Lacey. And guess what? It was after he killed her. So you've got them stacking up. People that choose stabbing is a an M.O., Uh, modus operandi, method of operation to commit murder. Their mindset, unlike any other stabber's mindset. 
Uh, with me an all-star panel to make sense of what we know right now, we're talking about the case of Tammy Bailey, who was found stabbed 100 times and partially dismembered. Uh, I'm going to go out to special guest Tyra Purvis, ABC 33 in Birmingham. Thank you for being with us. You can find her on Twitter at Kyra Purvis underscore TV. Kyra, tell me what exactly was found inside the home when Tammy Bailey was found dead. They found her in the home laying on the ground, um, head near her feet and one of her lower limbs separated from her body. Oh, my goodness. Stop right there, Kyra Purvis. Joining me, ABC 33 and 40 in Birmingham. I was just thinking when you said they found her with her head near her feet, I was thinking at first that she was bent over double. Uh, we covered a story, and I investigated as well the other day, of a child, a little boy, being folded over and put in a suitcase. And uh, then another similar case where Heather Mack murdered her mother and folded her up in a suitcase. And I was thinking about this woman, Tammy Bailey, when you said her head near her feet. It's not because she was folded over, Kyra. It's because she was dismembered. Some of the sheriffs told me that it was the worst thing that they've ever seen. They've never seen anything like it like they were talking about with mental health. They don't know how their officers are going to deal with seeing something like this. With me is Kyra Purvis, special guest, joining us, ABC 3340. You know, Joe Scott Morgan, I want to follow up on what Kyra just said. she got a lot more to tell us. Professor of Forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon and star of hit series, Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. Joe Scott, are you ever so saturated? You're, you're a death investigator. That's your profession. Do you ever get so saturated you, you feel you just can't take it anymore? Uh, yeah, to a certain degree. But for patrol officers, a little bit different, Nancy. You know, they, they might be coming off of, say, for instance, a missing child case. They might be coming off of a burglar alarm. And the next thing you know, they get this call that's kind of unknown. And they show up, and it's a real shock to their system. Look, I signed up for this to be a medical legal death investigator. I know that every scene I go on is going to be death after death after death. For them, it's a little bit different. And this is why they get hammered so hard when they respond to these kind of cases in an acute sense. For us, it's kind of a chronic way of living. But for them, it's really hard to come back from this. Dr. Scott A. Johnson joining me, forensic psychologist, joining us out of Minnesota, 32 years in the business, um, author and the star, in a sense, at ForensicConsultation.org. Dr. Johnson, the other day, well, it's almost every day, when we're getting in the car to take the twins to school, I say, you remember my friend, the old Georgia State uh, Patrol officer, told me I've never pulled a live body out of a buckle seatbelt. That's all it takes. I can hear the buckle start snapping. One day I said it. And I think it was Lucy in the back seat. She said, Mom, do you think he ever got tired of seeing dead bodies? And it just hit me. I, I, he probably did. How, you know, this scene with Tammy Bailey stabbed over 100 times and dismembered was so upsetting, the officers had to go in for therapy after they saw what happened. How do you deal with something like that? Of course, you know, dealing with what we'd still call post-traumatic stress, you know, the unexpected extreme event, 
um, a lot of it is just processing the scene. You know, what did we come upon and how did we react? And and mostly what are we going to do with it? You know, we talk about it. We need to talk about it. Um, we may never see such a horrific scene again. Um, however, we're not really prepared up front to see it. You know, no training can prepare you to see such carnage. Back to Kyra Purvis joining us, ABC 3340. Kyra what parts of her body were dismembered on top of being stabbed 100 times? Well, Nancy, we have her head that was, like we said before, right beside her feet. And then we also have her lower limb that was semi-detached. It wasn't completely detached, semi-detached. Sounds like you just got tired of doing it because it's got to be a guy. You very rarely hit. I mean, look at the stats. I'm not just hypothesizing. You don't really hear of that many women that are dismembering people, therefore hiding the body or trying to dissolve it with some type of a chemical, not for dismembering. So he, do I have this right, Kyra? He decapitates her and then begins to chop up her entire body by taking off one leg and then just kind of quits? Yep, that's that's basically what happens. Okay, uh, again, it's not the first time I just told you about the cough syrup killer, but there's more. Do you remember the name Marvin Weller out of Palm Springs. Listen to our friends at WPBF. Two months after Melvin Weller filed for divorce, Palm Springs police arrived at his home February 11th to find Weller lying in a pool of blood that covered more than half of the kitchen floor with multiple stab wounds and lacerations on his body. An autopsy revealing Weller had been stabbed 140 times all over his body, and he also had a skull fracture caused by a blow from a meat cleaver to the right rear of his head. Police say they found knives and a meat cleaver in the kitchen sink, a bloody nightgown and a trash bag near the body. And in the bedroom, they discovered Weller's wife, Joan Burke, with cuts on her hands and not saying a word. Gee, I wonder who did that. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. 
But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Two months after Melvin Weller filed for divorce, Palm Springs police arrived at his home February 11th to find Weller lying in a pool of blood that covered more than half of the kitchen floor with multiple stab wounds and lacerations on his body. An autopsy revealing Weller had been stabbed 140 times all over his body, and he also had a skull fracture caused by a blow from a meat cleaver to the right rear of his head. Police say they found knives and a meat cleaver in the kitchen sink, a bloody nightgown and a trash bag near the body. And in the bedroom, they discovered Weller's wife, Joan Burke, with cuts on her hands and not saying a word. Gee, I wonder who did that. A bloody nightgown that the victim's not wearing and the wife sitting there stone cold. Well, take a listen now to our friends at KHOU 11. She buried her husband in their Northwest Harris County backyard in a hole he had dug for a home improvement project. Days later, the family dog unearthed him. You stabbed him. <laughs> I did. Susan Wright, 27, mother of two, and murder defendant. This time we're offering evidence that exhibits 56 and 57. Prosecutors said the unhappy wife had lured her husband, Jeffrey Wright, to his deathbed with the promise of romance. Jeffrey Wright was ultimately stabbed 193 times and tortured with hot candle wax. Okay, what about that? Are you starting to see a pattern here, Joe Sky Morgan? Both of these victims were stabbed over 100 times, and then it was capped off. Uh, one with a blow to the head, and now with a meat cleaver. I guess the 140 stab wounds wasn't enough. You have to do that 
final touch. Yeah, what you see, you know, you'd mentioned this earlier, Nancy, uh, what you see is just a real basic fact of physiology. There's fatigue that sets in. You can only do this so many times over and over and over again. And the people will get tired. And that's why you see in a lot of these cases, you'll see what are referred to as partial dismemberments. Because after an individual, say, for instance, stabs someone this many times, then they're faced with the prospect of having to dispose of a remain. And that is daunting in and of itself, particularly if you're not equipped with the right tools. And so they'll get halfway through the process and they'll just kind of throw their hands up in frustration, it would seem at least. And then the police walk in and they see an absolute horror show. You know, it amazes me that you managed to kill someone, stab them a hundred plus times. Then you go, okay, I'm tired of dismembering. I'm just going to stop. But that we're seeing that they go through all of this and with a special mindset of a stabber that only a stabber has, and then they quit halfway, or at least in the cases we're telling you about. Now, James Shelna joining me, 27 years Metro Major case, former SWAT, now lawyer at the ShelnaLawFirm.com. James, I want you to hear this because very often people go, why? Take a listen to... Darcy Thomas, Fox 13. Well, it started over the taste of coffee, but now one man is dead and his wife has been charged with his murder. Memphis police say Sheila Downey stabbed her husband to death yesterday at a home on Renwood Street. Now, before the victim died, police say he told them that the two got in an argument over the taste of his coffee. He says Downey got angry. She grabbed the knife and then stabbed him multiple times. Police say that Downey originally drove away from the scene, but it was arrested when she returned. Okay, James Shona, not as if the state ever has to prove motive, which they do not. But practically speaking, jurors like to hear a motive. That was over him commenting that the coffee tastes bad. And he got stabbed multiple times to his death. Well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. But you know, Nancy, when you go back and you look at these cases... Well, what you're saying that him complaining about the coffee was the straw because I'm surprised my husband hasn't stabbed me 500 times over after all the you-know-whatting I do day in and day out about this, that, and the other thing. That, But uh, let's just stop just a second. So you're saying that <laughs> him commenting over the bad taste of the coffee... That was just it, so he got stabbed dead. That is what you said. That is what you said. If you go back and you look at that, and you look at most of these stabbings where a person is stabbed repeatedly, especially by a domestic partner, there has been a long-standing relationship that has brewed into hatred. And when that person starts the stabbing process, it's not just over that one thing that they began arguing. It's over that entire history, and they're out to destroy that person, to obliterate them because this hatred and this anger has built up, and it manifests into a gruesome crime scene. Now, see, right. you having been – jump in. Go ahead, Dr. Johnson. Okay. Okay. Well, and right on, I was going to say, you know, that that resentment that's been brewing, the anger, the repulsiveness, the frustration, and then just simply that prerogative to finally just – vent but unfortunately now you're re- you're uh, releasing months and months if not years of pent up frustration so yeah something so stupidly simple as a taste of coffee was the last straw for this person's delusional mind and you say delusion you're 
suggesting they're insane because they're not. I'm not. I'm saying delusion doesn't have to be insane. We all have false beliefs we hold, even though they're not always right on. But in their head, they justify that if I can't have you, if you can't be satisfied, if you can't please me, that's in their head, they're justified in doing what they're doing. 100% sane, 100% thought through, but then you've got this rage just lavaing out like a volcano. And that's what we see with these multiple stabbings. You know, Shellnut seemingly is always right in his analysis. And what he said was not what I expected at all. Remember, he was a street cop for many, many years. I was expecting something else after answering multiple homicide calls. Now, you two gentlemen, Scott, Dr. Scott Johnson and James Shellnut, are saying that these mass stabbings are the result of years and years of pent up frustration. Well, let me reintroduce you to the stabbing queen. Take a listen to this. What's going on? Um, a friend of ours is dead in his bedroom. We, we hadn't heard from him for a while. We think he's dead. His roommate just went in there and, and said there's lots of blood. I didn't go in, but I, I can give you the phone to someone who went in there. Can, yes, please, can you? Hello. Hi, so what's going on? He's... Uh, he, he's dead. He's in his bedroom okay. in, in the shower. Okay. How did this happen? Do you have any idea? No, we have no idea. Everyone's been wondering about him okay. for well, a few said, days. She said that there was blood. So is it coming from his head? Did he come no, I, it, I, It's all over the place. Has he been threatened by anyone recently? Yes, he has. Okay. He, has a, he has an ex-girlfriend that's been bothering him and, and um, following him and slashing tires and things like that. And do you know the ex-girlfriend's name? Um, her, his, her name is Jody. Arias. Jody Arias. She stabbed Travis Alexander at least 30 times. Many of the stab wounds were overlapping each other, so we can't really tell how many times she stabbed him, but at least 30. Then, as in the other cases we have analyzed for you, she caps it off with a gunshot wound to the head. They hadn't been together for years and years and years. As Dr. Johnson and Shellnut are describing, she was PO'd, technical legal term, because she had been dating Travis Alexander. She wanted to marry him. She even converted to Mormonism for him. And he broke up with her because she has snakes in her head. And she wanted him back desperately. So she travels literally across the desert, hiding her tracks, has a marathon day of sex, 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 sex. When he still insists on taking another woman on a Cancun trip, she stabs him dead and leaves him to decompose in a damp shower. Take a listen to our friend Ryan Owens. The 30-year-old businessman and devout Mormon had been stabbed 27 times. His throat slit so deep he was almost decapitated, and he was shot in the head. This is over. This is absolutely over. You need to tell me the truth. Listen, the truth is I did not hurt Travis. On the tape, Arias repeatedly denies she was at Alexander's house the day of the crime. Even after the ever-patient detective confronts her with racy pictures of her in his bed that day. That looks like me. And even after he tells Arias her palm print was found at the bloody crime scene. How can that be my palm print? I don't know if you heard that. She said, how could that be my palm print? Uh, because you killed him? And not only that, ding dong, 
accidentally took a picture of her own leg and foot with a digital camera. She was taking all those porn pictures of herself with at the crime scene and ended up in Travis Alexander's wash and dryer set. Well, I wasn't going to play this for you, but Jackie, I I can't resist it. Don't worry too much about Jody Arias. Yeah, she's behind bars now for multiple stabbings. Just Scott and I argue vehemently over whether it was 29 or 30 stab wounds. It was not 27. But she went on to even greater fame. She won uh, America's Got Talent behind bars with this. Listen. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. Okay, next time, please play the part where she hits the high note and she does, in fact, hit it. Okay, here she is singing Oh Holy Night after she stabs Alexander 30 times, severs his head from his neck, and shoots him in the head. Um, we've got quite the list of stabbers, but Joe Scott Morgan, that was not part of a long, simmering feud she had only known him for about a year or so yeah yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with a trigger mechanism in some of these people's minds what are you saying trigger mechanism don't talk that way talk like a regular person for pete's sake something that absolutely pushes pushes them over the edge you make it kind of sound like it's the victim's fault no i don't Uh, i don't think it is at all as a matter of fact i think it's something wrong in the mechanisms of these people's brains where you know they they see themselves as as owning these people and they're going to rip them to shreds if they can't you know how many times have we looked over those images of Travis Alexander and you see that he is absolutely shredded at that scene you know so much so that you know she she couldn't just stop with the stabbing she couldn't just stop with the slashing she actually put a round in his head and that round was actually a post mortem event he was dead. There's no hemorrhage in that wound track. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, this, it's this kernel that was planted long, long before she ever met Travis Alexander. She's got screw loose, and that's why she did this. Uh, Joe Scott, can I just get you to please stay in your lane? I know that a lot of people frown on that. But let me see. You are a professor of forensics, correct? Oh, yeah. Yep, that's what I, I mean, do. you don't have your MD and your specialty in psychology or psychiatry, do you? No, don't want it either. Yeah, me either. I, you know, I got enough problems. I don't need to, 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 to try to figure them all out by being a psychiatrist. Hey, Dr. Johnson, um, we heard Joe Scott Morgan's technical medical analysis that Aries has a, quote, screw loose. <laughs> I, I kind of agree with you, Joe Scott. That, that's the irony here. But she is not insane. Did you hear her sticking to her guns and lying till the bitter end that she did not do it? In fact, according to her, two guys dressed up all in black like ninjas broke into the home and inexplicably murdered Travis and let her live. And ultimately, she went with self-defense. Right. But what we've got here is 
over the course of her lifetime, this has been developing. And it doesn't have to be the same victim that they finally kill that's been brought, you know, brooding this this pool of resentment and frustration. And of course, like someone like Ari, uh, Jody there is uh, very narcissistic and self-centered. And, and, you know, if you harm me, I'm going to harm you. But how she defines it in her head, she's not mentally unstable. She's not mentally ill. I hate it when people say that, but she's simply twisted. And we've got personality disorders. That's not mental illness. That's just a crooked way of thinking and processing. I'm trying to digest everything you just said because it all sounds pretty brilliant to me. Did you hear everything he said, Jack? Okay, James Shellnut, 27 years Metro Major case. James, you know, first thing I do every morning um, is flip on and find uh, online and find all crime going on around the world that's making headlines. And I always notice, um, because it's so early, about 5 a.m., that the crime I'm reading about to start with, it's in different countries, including Great Britain. And I remember saying to David one morning, I'm like, why is everybody getting stabbed in Great Britain? They, Well, it's because they don't have access to guns the way we do in the U.S. So their M.O. is very often by stabbing. That said, Shelnut, I see a distinct difference, although I'm not a shrink like Dr. Johnson, I see a distinct difference in the mindset of a stabber versus a shooter. Do you can you can you verbalize it? Yeah, I can verbalize it. I think that it is I like the way you said that. Remember, beep out all curse words, Jackie. Go ahead. Now here's what I believe. I believe that the offender the criminal that commits this act <clears throat> believes that they have been up close and personally offended, that they've been up close and personally hurt, that they've personally been attacked by the person that they're about to kill. And they use this up close and personal method to kill, to attempt to destroy that person. And I'm not certain that it's always planned out when you have someone stabbed that many times. I think it's a situation where we discussed earlier it's been built up. And all of a sudden, they have something close to them, a knife in the kitchen or, or, or some, other, some other tool that they're able to stab this person with, and that it's a convenience factor, that it is a, a, a spur-of-the-moment factor. They didn't plan it. Oftentimes, you don't see a bag with gloves or gun or tape or rope. You just see them pick up a knife or pick up a, a blunt object sometimes even and just obliterate this person because they've snapped, and that's what's closest by. All of the examples that, I I agree, by the way, James Shelnut, all of the examples that we've been showing you regarding multiple stabbers, I'm not saying mass stabbers, because that would suggest that you stabbed a lot of people. I'm saying multiple stabbers, where you stab one victim over and over and over, as in this case with Tammy, Tammy, Bailey being stabbed 100 times plus. Now, who would do this? In those cases, the victims all knew the stabbers. They knew them very well, intimately. Who would do this to Tammy Bailey? Well, here's a big clue. Take a listen to our friends ABC Thirty-three forty. Upon arrival, Blount County deputies found Justin Fields outside. Mr. Fields just kept saying things like, I've done something really bad, the evidence is in the house, um, and it made my deputy 
extremely nervous. They then moved into the home and found Bailey decapitated with around 100 stab wounds. I guess it did make the deputy nervous. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at zin.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. 
Back to Kyra Purvis joining us, special guest, investigative reporter with ABC 3340. Kyra, again, thanks for being with us. So describe the scene when the Blount County deputies got there. This guy, Justin Fields, was outside. And what was it that he kept saying? He kept saying, I think I've done something bad. I've done something terrible. The evidence is inside. He even told deputies, you know, they said they were going to put him in handcuffs. And he said, go ahead. You're going to put me in handcuffs after you find what's inside anyway. You know, I'm always suspicious, uh, Dr. Scott Johnson, when you come up on a scene and a civilian starts talking about evidence. Yes. I mean, certainly someone that has some education, you know, self-education about crime scenes. Unfortunately, they watch the shows on TV, which oftentimes depict uh, good police investigative uh, uh, procedure. And so this person had thoughts about this, was not, you know, I'm not saying it was premeditated that day, but it was certainly a conscious choice with a sane mind that he committed the crime. And he simply was smart enough to know, I'm not walking away from this. Another thing about it, James Shellnut, um, he refers to Tammy's partially dismembered body as evidence. Yeah, he refers to it as evidence because he knows what he's done. He knows that it's the fruit of the crime. He knows he's committed a criminal act. He knows what he's doing. He's looked back and figured out what he's done. He knows he's got a problem. He knows that there's no way out of it. Yeah, big problem. A hundred plus problems. Dr. Johnson, Sheldon's right, but I guess I'm trying to verbalize something entirely, entirely different. He's referring to this person this young woman, Tammy Bailey, as evidence, not as a woman, not as a beautiful woman, not as my friend, not it, it, no personification whatsoever. He refers to her dead, mutilated body as evidence. That's not bothering anybody but me. What is wrong? But he's detached emotionally from this. And um, to say that he had an intimate connection with her, he didn't. They may have had sex, they may have dated, but emotionally, she was a thing, an object. And so after this crime, and it's a hell, heck of a lot easier to say, you know, I killed something than it is to say I killed the person that I really like or love. But really, it's a distancing type of language. So, you know, he's just not wanting to own up to, to, to the full of I killed someone that I was actually involved with or trusted me. Guys, remember the woman that stabbed her husband multiple times when he told her the coffee tasted bad? Of course, you remember Arius who stabbed Alexander because he would not take her on a Cancun trip. I hope you're all sitting down. You may need to lay down for this one. Talk about motive. Take a listen to our friends at WBRC Fox 6. 38-year-old Justin Fields and 52-year-old Tammy Bailey live together here on Bailey Drive in Blunt County. Sheriff Mark Moon tells me the couple just celebrated his birthday, but when they got home from a trip on October 21st, Fields tells police he went into her room and stabbed her. He wanted to uh, have sex with her, so he went into her bedroom and um, propositioned her, and she turned it down. And according to his statement, that frustrated him. And he said that he stabbed her one time, and then he blacked out. It's really convenient how people, after they commit a murder or in the midst of a murder, black out. 
Uh, for those of you that can't see me, I'm definitely using air quotes. So wait, he wants to have sex. She says no. So he stabs her a hundred plus times and chops her head off. What? Take a listen to our friends at WVTM 13. Fields told deputies that frustrated him. So he stabbed her once in the chest. He then claims to have blacked out. He woke up and thought he was having a bad dream and uh, went in there and stabbed her some more. Kyra Purvis joining me from ABC 3340. Kyra, could you explain that? So he says, I want sex. She says no. So he stabs her, goes into his room, blacks out, wakes up in his room and goes back in and stabs her some more and dismembers her. Is that his story? Yes, and it's important to note that he said he blacked out and went to sleep. This is the next day. This is now Saturday morning when he comes in and decides that he is going to stab her over a hundred times. And while he was blacked out, he just happened to have the stabbing instrument in his hand. He just keeps a knife on him or a machete by the bed. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Kyra Purvis, tell me exactly what this guy, Justin Fields, 38 years old, says happened. He says he went to sleep. He blacked out. He, he didn't tell um, investigators where he got this knife from, some type of eight-inch, quote, survival knife. We don't know where he got that knife from. Walked back in from his room into her room and stabbed this woman multiple times. That's what he told investigators. Joe Scott Morgan, isn't that what the cough syrup killer said? He said he was having a bad dream. Yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot of these guys say. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned this, this idea of blacking out. And let me kind of describe this to you. When Fields was allegedly using this knife uh, to stab this poor woman a hundred times, imagine, if you will, just conjure up this image in your mind of an automatic sewing machine where the needle is going up and down, up and down, up and down. You're telling me that he's blacked out while this knife is raised over and over and over again. They're saying they've got a count of a hundred. Now, this doesn't include the dismemberment. Uh, and so you think about this knife going in and out, in and out, in and out like this over and over again. This seems like you would have to have some kind of awareness of the fact that you're doing this. You'd have to position your body. This would be a very intimate event. He would probably be directly on top of her because, you know, what they said, the sheriff actually stated that he felt like the first blow was this one in the midline of the chest to the heart. Then after that, why does he keep on going? Why does he think that it's necessary to stab her an additional, if we're doing the arithmetic correctly, 99 times? Those are all postmortem injuries at that. And, of course, there's the dismemberment or the partial dismemberment. And once again, the cough syrup killer has a dream. O.J. Simpson has a dream that he murdered Nicole Brown. Now, this guy says he had a dream. And you know what? Stop with the dreams. You did it. Take a listen to our friends at Fox 6. Moon says they believe she died after the Friday night attack, but that wasn't the last attack on Bailey. When he woke up on Saturday, went back in there, they felt like he was having a bad dream and for some reason stabbed her multiple times again. Bailey's sister then comes over to check on her, but Fields won't let her inside, telling her he's done something horrible. That's when she calls police. The offender tells him on the body cam that I've done something really bad, the evidence is in the house. 
Uh, if you go in there, you're going to see it's really bad. They found Bailey's body in her room. Moon says she was dead on the scene, and her body had also been dismembered. It was over 100 stab wounds, but there's no way to really be able to tell how many. And he says, I think I did something bad. Yeah, you did. You did something bad, all right. Kyra Purvis joining us from ABC. Where does the case stand right now, Kyra? Well, Fields was in court on November 2nd, but we're still awaiting when he's going to have that next court date. He is in the Blunt County Jail right now and being held without bond. So we're really just waiting on the courts to see what they're going to determine. Even though he did admit, there's still a lot of things that we have to go through, obviously, with the case and things like that. Did this POC actually say not guilty? I'm not sure. I, I don't think they can. They do have this recorded um, confession. There, there's evidence. It shouldn't. But we never know. Who, who can you know tell? what? That's the first time I've laughed all day. And he's likely going to plead. And I don't believe this, but you can bet if a defense is offered, it's going to be a mental insanity defense. And that's what all these guys plead when this occurs, and that's going to be that's going to be what he says. Okay, yeah. Did you hear what Kyra Purvis just said? She said he shouldn't, and she's right. Yeah, he shouldn't plead not guilty, but I guarantee you, Shelnut's right. He will enter a plea. I'm not guilty, hoping for a sweetheart deal to anything less than the death penalty, and he just might get it. And I oppose that. Right. And I want to chime in here on the whole concept of blackout. Blackout is about not being able to recall. Blackout has nothing to do with, at the moment, what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Second is, we've got the research to prove, and I train police officers on, 99% of these offenders never had a damn blackout. We can get to what happened in the crime because there's a memory of it. When you look at these rageful incidents like this case, there's a memory of it. And for the offender, it was a good memory because they're venting. And so to say, I don't remember what I did, I, um, how the heck do you do any type of act and not know what you're doing when you do it with precision? You're hearing Dr. Scott Johnson speaking, and Dr. Johnson... I bet he'll have plenty of time to remember what happened behind bars. Goodbye, friends. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. 
from breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.